Oh, you can. I forgot. Fuck, where's my mic? Sorry. That's alright. <laughs> I was uh, trying to text my friend and I accidentally texted uh, my ex. Well, oh, friend- geez. No, I'm friends with her. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it can be alarming when you say you're going to drill a hole in the side of your head. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> How are things? Things are. Things are things. That was your um, Halloween. What? That was your Halloween. Uh, it was fine. Chung and I watched um, Uma, which was terrible. Right, you told me that, yeah. Yeah, and, well, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. Okay. Yeah. And then we also watched um, Baba Duke. Have you seen that before? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It had been years she, Had she seen that before? She had not. How how did she, how'd she like it? Did she, she kept, like it? She kept saying, like, you enjoy watching this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing that she said that she says that about of all the things that you enjoy watching um, that really are inexplicable. I mean, I get it. It's like incredibly sad and uncomfortable. Um, it is, but also like you were. You're, I don't think you're in a minority of people who actually enjoy watching that thing. No, it's I like mean, a pretty popular thing in comparison to like stuff that i'm sure that you like that's way darker and like yeah i mean it's pretty dark though i mean it doesn't end that dark i guess but like before that like all the shit we did yeah yeah yeah. um yeah no i don't know why yeah that got under her skin so much like she doesn't want kids or anything so i don't know why Mm -hmm. (laughs) particularly bothered her yeah 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 Whoa, this is a weird looking place. Sorry, I'm still looking at apartments because I forgot to look at it one place, um, in one area. Um, yeah, what did you do for Halloween? Pretty much the same. Watched um, my new uh, DVD collection of uh, Universal Monster movies. Oh, shit, that's yeah. awesome. I just got this, I, I got like the, the Econo size one, the one that's just like six of them, um, instead of the one that's like fucking 80 movies or whatever. Can I guess? Let me guess what they are. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It's pretty obvious, I assume. It's like the first eight. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Like uh, Frankenstein, Bride uh, of Frankenstein, Dracula, yeah, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, yeah. Um, oh shit, Wolfman. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they had like an eight collection with like the Phantom of the Opera and uh, mm-hmm. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Which but it was like twice as much. I was like, fuck that, I'm not getting that shit. Wait, is there a is there a talkie? No, no, the 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 launch one. one? Yeah. Huh. It's it, it interested in me later in life once I went back, I noticed that they they um what's the word? They list uh they credit Lon Chaney Jr. in the Wolfman as just Lon Chaney. Um, and I was wondering, really? yeah, and I, I couldn't but wonder if like that was his choice or like they were trying to like pull one over on people, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jennifer's, <laughs> I, I, I was watching, I was watching a bunch of the um, the bonus features and uh, oh, yeah. one for the Wolfman. Um, I, some film historian was saying that, like, you know, like 
I don't know what the context was really, but he he just outright said like you know like Lon Chaney he he wasn't he wasn't stupid, but he wasn't that bright either. Oh, he didn't seem like it. I mean, he became like a hardcore alcoholic. Did he? Okay, yeah. I don't yeah. know too much about his post werewolf life. I think I the last see- thing, like the most recent thing I saw him in, was probably Abbott and Costello. Frankenstein. Oh wow, that's uh not yeah. recent at all. That is not um, recent. No, no. Because yeah, he's but right after. A, yeah, he's in a lot of uh horror films in like the sixties, maybe into the seventies. I forget. Oh, when he died exactly. oh really? Maybe yeah. I maybe I, maybe I ran across him and didn't know. Yeah, but he like, I mean, not a lot, but yeah. like by those, he like he doesn't have speaking roles anymore. Like he just oh, okay. Frankenstein's monster and stuff, or just um a monster. And he just like he can't. I like. I don't think he's like physically able to really speak anymore at that point. Oh, uh, I <laughs> see. Coherent. I should probably send this link to AJ, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that now. Um, forward. Does it? Oh, and I and then I. Uh, what? Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, and then we uh we watched Gerald's Game. I saw that, that movie. Gerald's Game. Yeah. It's a Mike Flanagan movie. It's a Stephen King adaptation. Oh shit. About um this couple who are trying to like spark up their marriage in a secluded country house or whatever in Maine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what, <laughs> in that fucking fictional town that he always goes to or whatever. That um, nobody interacts with each other. Yeah. I love that. He has like an extended universe <laughs> where none of the characters are in the same universe. Right. right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> So like they're trying to spice up their sex life, and they, um, they like the dude handcuffs her to the bed, and then he <laughs> dies, and she can't get out. That's the whole, that's the whole movie. I've heard of that at least. Um, it was alright. Um, <laughs> the I'll ending was the ending was fucking awful, and um, really, I, I read a I read a letterbox comment that was like, you know. The first like ninety minutes are amazing. The last ten minutes are dog shit. In a way, that makes it the most faithful Stephen King adaptation ever. So, yeah, he can't really stick the landing too often, can he? No, no. But I mean, you're talking to me. I don't think he can stick beginnings either. Eh, I don't know. I mean, the one movie he actually directed himself wasn't. I know Maximum people... Overdrive. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I know the car movie. No, no, movie is awful. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the ACDC either, so that doesn't help. What's that? I don't like ACDC either, so that's. I also don't like ACDC. (laughs) Yeah, they're. I don't know. The first time I ever heard like the song "Big Balls" in a was in a bar. Ah, That's the that's the exception. (laughs) Big Balls is the exception. I mean, I like that song. Such a good song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Balls, yeah, Big Balls is good. Yeah, that's one of those songs that just gets played ironically on the radio still. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Rainy Day Woman number whatever? Yeah, like if, if, if ACDC was just like a like Dr. Demento kind of favorite, <laughs> like then like, I'd be like, I'd be fucking jazzed on them. But like they have the original lead singer, Bon Scott. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, didn't he die in a car? Like he like he like died of hypothermia because he got drunk in a car or something, right? Did he go over? No. Hello. Up, I think guys? that's what happened. How's it going, man? We're talking about uh, the first singer of ACDC. 
<laughs> okay. And, uh, probably, what do you know about died, him? I think. <laughs> oh shit! How'd he die? I think I think he got I think I got drunk in a cold car, which is like weird to think of in Australia, but I think he did it. Well, how do you what what happened? Like, I don't understand what he got fun- drunk in the car, passed out, and died of hypothermia. Because let's look that up. What's yeah, let's name? look it up. Let's look it up. Bon Scott. Bon Scott, not Scott Stepp. Okay. No, no, he's still alive. He's still kicking. Though he's also like drugged out weirdo apparently yeah they yeah, said probably, yeah I, I, they said they call he had a really cool like something like i guess maybe this is still in australia it sounds really like old school british but it was classified as death by misadventure <laughs> right oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah okay cute alcohol so he, he did die of alcohol doing something I thought right. something about UFO, and I thought it was going to be about aliens, but it's why, about UFO. Why is it not Death by Adventure? It sounds like he fucking had his adventure. <laughs> death by Misadventure is like I follow this medieval death bot on Twitter that like like all it does is tweet out like crazy like medieval death notices, and it's always like Sir John, John, you know, fell upon a wagon wheel and thus did die, <laughs> and thus did die. How yeah. does that? There should be more to that story. I think. I know. Just fucking I think fall it's on a wagon like, wheel and die. Like how? Far like half have... the time now, if you look at obituaries, they never tell how the person died anymore. Like it's not okay. like it's. Yeah, it's kind of, of why even have it then? Like yeah, like and I'm like okay, well, you know, I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> like this is like for public consumption. Like you have to have a draw. Like I don't know this person. I'm not going to mourn them. Just, just the fact that they're dead does not like. I don't need that information. Give me some, give me some details. Okay, hold on. Let me read. A... All right, medieval. What? What are we? What are you looking up? A medieval person who's dead now, which is all. Of them. <laughs> We'll get to AJ in a second. (laughs) No worries. No, I'm here for it. I guess it got. I guess it got suspended. Oh wow! False information. They weren't fucking (laughs) verifying their peasant death claims. Maybe Elon Musk will bring them back. Well, he said there's a process he has to go through first. Okay, I'm sure that's on his priority list. All right. So no, these are real people who died and it's just a death bar. I found a tumbler. It's Anselm Beckham died 1271. His throat slit by robbers who broke through the wall of his house. That sounds through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Besides that part, it, that sounds like a pretty contemporary death. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Actually, a, I guess it depends. Cra- this ins- oh no. I hope this one is fake. It's so intense. Agnes Perone, half a year old, died 1396, killed by a sow who ate her head even to the nose. The sow was arrested. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, what the fuck is a sow? Is that yeah. like a cow? Like a, it's, like a, it's like a like a female cow or pig or something. Yeah. They arrested it's a, it? It's a farm animal. Yeah. <laughs> they booked it. And if it's half a year old, like, how did it get to the... Well, I don't know. I'll have to ask a mom in 1397. Parents got drunk on mead and left it in the trough (laughs) or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Dude, imagine finding that. Whoa. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um... AJ, how do you how do you know Brandon? Because he's talked about you for years, and oh, I, man. Yeah. I have no idea what your relationship wow. is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've heard a ton of you about you guys too, and it's, oh, really? it's nice nice to see you guys and meet you yeah. in person. That's my wife. 
Oh. Hey, Mo. Hello. Hey. I can't hear you guys. How's it going? <laughs> They're just saying hi. 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 And horrible things, slanderous things. Uh, I've known Brandon. Oh my God. I can't yeah. believe she just came high. I tried to get Ty to sit in the room with me during the podcast recording. He's like, why? I've never done that before. <laughs> and he was, I don't want to see like, your you ugly have- friends. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, tell him to be your Andy Richter. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you guys know each other? Was uh, Brandon is one of my oldest friends. Oh, really? No. So I moved to, I moved to, I moved to California <laughs> when I was like 12 and uh um from florida from florida and he lived brandon lived across the street and i think brandon knows this story better than i do i think he, brandon his dad came by our house to introduce like he found out that his he, he, he we have kids and his dad was like meet my son and <laughs> brand brandon was like wearing this giant like misfit shirt and we, we like, sounds like the coolest kid alive. He like, was. He, I don't know what I would do if I met the a kid like Brandon. Me. I he grew was. up super like conservative Christian, so like I def I didn't even know who the misfits were. Yeah, I was just wearing like a polo shirt and sweatpants with hiking boots. <laughs> All right, that's 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 a false that's a false characterization. Um, actually, also, uh, I I moved into the neighborhood. You were the you were the neighborhood first. Um, <laughs> So I remember before I moved there, I was living in La Mirada with, with, no, no. I was living in a, an apartment in Cerritos. And hey. um, my dad hadn't met your dad. And he was like, he came up, he came to me. He's like, Hey, yeah, they're see their kids. They <laughs> skateboard and they like punk rock too. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's never happened before. So like, I, I kind of, I kind of made him go introduce me. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't even know this. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning yeah. something tonight. I, I, was, I, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah like, you just I lost like, all your cred, Brandon. What's that? You just lost all of your cred. I've been telling you for years. I don't got none. I don't know where the fuck you're getting this shit. Like, no, I was. I, I went up to my dad. I was like, I was like, a rage friendship. In my yeah, in my in my in my mind, I'm like tugging at his like at his fucking clothes, like his shirt. Cause I'm like two feet tall. I'm like, can we go? Can we go meet the other kids? <laughs> you just said you were twelve. <laughs> I was twelve, but it, it seems like that's what it was. Um, and yeah, it was it was super awkward. I I that never happened before. I didn't have like, I guess I had neighborhood friends, but I didn't really like them very much. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you guys still have? Are you still friends with neighborhood friends? Because this is kind of a rarity, I would say that. We've I been grew up for... in the country and like by time there were other kids in the neighborhood they were my friend okay. and then I started moving around a lot the closest I got was when I lived in like like this suburban um I don't know it was like this gated community thing rental home townhome situation and I there were a lot of kids that I went to school with and then I only lived there for a year Mike I have kids now they're they like like Henry kind of knows the kids who ride his bus and like like they Donovan like knew knows the girl who like I think she doesn't even live there I think she just comes there after school and like stays with her grandma and then her parents come pick her up later but like they don't talk or like go knock on each other's doors or have kids that come knock on we did have a kid who would come and hang out at our house 
for a while to play Fall Guys with with my youngest. And is Fall moved. Guys a game or is that like a Fall like Guys a is game? a game? And it's like, like a video game. And it's like, and it's literally like guys just like fall out of the sky, and you have to like build platforms okay. for them to like walk around on and stuff. I don't know. That's not something like something we would do, but we would just it would just be us jumping off Alex's roof. <laughs> like let's fucking let's play Fall Guys. <laughs> we just yeah. fall. I used to. Uh, I remember. I don't know. Well, first off, I don't have any friends from my neighborhood uh, because everybody there was like at least one, two, three, four five six seven eight kids at least in my little neighbor my little like cul-de-sac and um they were around my age and they all hated me and my brother why uh, <laughs> i don't know i was just a dipshit i guess like oh. i just wasn't like brandon says he wasn't cool but like like i said like i was wearing like just the dumbest sh- i i had no idea how to dress and my parents just bought me fucking whatever so like i remember having to walk up to the teacher in seventh grade and um i remember just being incredibly self-conscious of a second all of a sudden of like how ridiculous my outfit was like not baggy sweatpants but like the kind that like cling to your ankle with hiking boots and like fucking i don't know like a polo shirt or something that sounds just, so comfy I, wear that shit now. <laughs> I mean i could maybe pull it off now but like but weren't you like weren't you weren't you like on stage and and shit at this time too like weren't you like weren't stage? your parents taking you to stuff like seeing the fucking i don't know Oh, nobody knew who fucking any of those bands were or like those blues musicians or anything. But I would I would think that that would like give you like an internal air of like I've fucking seen shit that you don't even know. No, I just <laughs> had no idea. No other people didn't have that experience. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon was cool as fuck. I was listening to one of your other episodes where you're talking about like when you guys got, first got into like noise music or like uh, that was like the intro and Brandon's like, I wasn't cool. I wasn't cool. I'm like, this motherfucker, he was cool as fuck from the get. Like, <laughs> I still don't know who the misfits this is, are. This is this is the only reason why I brought this is the only reason why I brought him on to gas me up. That's only. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like there was a Misfits song on the radio the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that actually is pretty good." I still don't like actually know who they are. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to. Yeah, that band you see at the song meet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I yeah I don't believe Brad's I don't believe that either you weren't cool though because if you were skateboarding automatically that makes you cooler than most people at that age. yeah and, and that is true and AJ was better <laughs> than like fucking everybody um he was really good I was never good at skating so like my credibility like wavered a bit like I had a skateboard I could ride it and I could like do a fucking varial flip but then that was like that was like about it like AJ was like actually like really good did he teach you anything? Did you teach him anything? No, he, he taught me a ton of shit. Yeah, like he, I think I think you taught me how to like actually properly kickflip. Uh, Damn, I I don't know. My recollection: we had such like a Sandlot uh, upbringing. <laughs> like we would just meet on the corner every day and just hang out. Or yeah, I, no. I would actually like knock on his window because his window faced the street, and I'd just be like, "You want to come out and play?" Or like play music? Or I don't know. It was like. It was really sick, actually, to grow up with your best friends across the street. Like it that was not... really cool. You gave me like every board I I ever rode uh, until I like started making my own money and could buy my own skateboard. Yeah, Brandon didn't buy a skateboard till he was like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just I I would take I would take the dregs of uh, like mm-hmm. AJ mostly. AJ was like he was nice enough to like give, um... me, give me a skateboard that wasn't completely like shit. Did you like the oranges better in Florida or California? 
<laughs> did you remember the did uh, you have oranges at Fort Myers? Fort Myers, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my yeah. worst like some of my worst family members are from Fort Myers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, worst yeah. ones. <laughs> I mean, wow. that's not true. They're the second worst ones. The worst, worst ones are like the racist ones who have disowned me. So okay. like, these are the second worst. They're just like these like rich, snooty, conservative type. I don't so know. They, yeah, they're still racist, but they got like delicious oranges. So they're, they were cool because they used to like hunt and shit. And I have like some furs and like furs. That sounds rich people. No, I have like, um. I'll show you. I'm in the room. Pelts. This is like yeah, stuff pelts. like my great grandfather wow. like skinned all that stuff and like whenever so like I'm obviously friends like pretty much exclusively with like progressive liberal fucky like types and they always come into this room and they're like <gasps> and I'm like sorry I'm also a redneck. <laughs> this whole time I had no idea you were fucking talking to us from a hunting lodge. That's crazy. <laughs> I usually don't. I'm usually in my bedroom because it's where the where there's even do. more furs but you can't see them. <laughs> Their personal first. Yeah, was your family's like, like my and so like but my one of my boyfriends is a vegan and so like he came in like he came in here and he's like all right Jen this is the room like I warned him ahead of time. <laughs> I mean like it's already it here's the thing like it's already there it's already dead like yeah I can get I I can understand like they you were know, veganism to... and animal rights and stuff but like I also I like I like a, I, I like a specimen every now and then I like to see some bones I might <laughs> cool. maybe I'll look more into it and start collecting like bones and stuff like goth people do. oh man get a get like get those wet specimens like the ones that are in jars and shit those are fucking awesome they're great. Yeah, yeah. No, it reminded me of my grandfather. Like, so, and he died and they gave me all this shit. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll get rid of it. But then I couldn't bring myself to. I was like, oh, this geez. is like, <laughs> like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not, kill, it's not killing more things. I've never know. hunted or killed anything yeah. myself, except like, I, I did, run over, did run over a squirrel once. I tried to dodge it, but it do dodged with me. It like followed you... me. Did you eat it? Do you use every every Ugh, part of it? No, uh, but I would eat. I would eat squirrel if I knew how to do it correctly. You, you fucking run over with your car and then just like fry it with a pancake. <laughs> That's how you do it. Uh, so how'd you get into skateboarding, AJ? <laughs> uh, probably my brother. Um, oh really? Typical like younger brother following your older brother around, and he just I don't know. My dad just came home from Walmart with. A pair of skateboards one day I'm, I'm sure my brother asked for it but i you know whatever he got i had to get to because i was the younger youngest or whatever and so we we got into it and then it wasn't until i met brandon and like the other neighborhood kids that we like it became an obsession like we did it every day and it was just like it was non-stop fun it was sick i actually want to know how how did you how did you get into like into punk like into punk rock Cause I I have this like this memory of like like you were you guys were like like oh these two brothers they like they skate and they listen to punk rock so like you were already like listening to that stuff and there weren't a lot of kids around who listened to that. My sister's boyfriend Enoch, who you knew, he was like it he was, was Enoch. Enoch. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he was the first, and he like he he was. We, I remember going to Amoeba Music. If you guys have been to LA and and been to Hollywood and seen seen that. It's no longer there, but he took, I remember him taking us there and just like showing us 
what we should buy. And I remember leaving the first time we went there with like an Operation Ivy CD and like Pumpkin Drublick by No Effects. And yeah, and those are the two. Those are the first two bands that I associate with you and Lawrence is yeah. you know, Operation Ivy and No Effects. And honestly, like I was, I was like, this fucking sucks. Like it, 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 it's, like, it's like, so it's so grating and like these dudes don't know how to do play their instruments. Like it sounds like shit. And yeah. then like, you know, you slowly, at least I slowly like got a taste for it and understood what the energy was about and like they, what, what they're trying to accomplish and, and shit like that. But yeah, it wasn't like an immediate, like, Oh, I love this. I actually mm. really didn't like it. Yeah. Dude, that's how it was with me. When I, I, I got, I got into it because of uh, I got a skate video for Christmas. I got that black label video and uh, there was a sex pistol song on it. And I remember like watching it and going to my friend the next day. And like, I, I, you know, I heard this, this band on this, on this fucking video called the sex pistols and we're laughing at the name. And he's like, you know, was it, was it good? It's like, no, it was, it kind of (laughs) sucks. But I, I, but, but like, I kind of liked it because it was funny. They said fuck a lot. And like that's that's that was like as simple as it was. Like this is kind this is this is bad, but like I was impressed at the audacity of like putting out music that bad. And so it was kind of funny to listen to. I don't know. Did you guys explore more together then? Did you guys like feed that obsession with punk in each other? Dude, for sure. I mean we were in a band together. Honestly, like interviewing me is just interviewing Brandon because he like taught me. (laughs) a ton of shit it shouldn't be like that like like you've done you you have like an amazing you have a fucking wikipedia page man (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't mean shit you can make yourself a wikipedia page like it's no big deal i'm gonna make myself one tomorrow yeah exactly you didn't make it but you didn't you you didn't make it if you had made it then i wouldn't have brought it up but (laughs) (laughs) i did make it he did make it yeah no yeah i guess early on um yeah we were i mean we were in our first bands together i think so what was that about how old were you guys when you did that 13 14 13 what were you guys playing we first started covers. playing we were doing covers at first mostly punk covers you want to tell them about our first show <laughs> what instruments were you guys playing first uh brandon was gets playing guitar and singing i wasn't not yet i was uh it was we're going back to great rhythm schism days <laughs> great you, but, you, play, but you, play, you played guitar like but you didn't play guitar in the band Oh yeah, I yeah. I mean, when I I guess when we first met, like when we started playing music together, like uh, the very beginning, it was just like Agent Orton covers, and like I would play guitar and stuff. You know. Oh yeah, I forgot. Whoever about would that. sing, yeah. Shit. A, like, Agent or like Agent Orange, Bloodstained. I think the first <laughs> songs we learned how to play was that and uh, Code Blue by TSOL. Do you, oh my do you, god! You guys yeah, know yeah, that song? Yeah, yeah. No. It's about it's about um, uh, necrophilia. It's about having sex with dead bodies. Middle of the night, so silently, I creep on over to the mortuary and lift up the casket and fill with the dead. Their cold blue flesh makes me turn red. Do what I want and they don't complain. We're like thirteen singing. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> like, like loud too. Like loud in your par- in your family's home. Like, yeah, and like super like, ca- super Filipino Catholic home, just like yeah. screaming about necrophilia and shit. Oh my god. Yeah, but it was it was sick. I mean, Brandon. Uh, well, we started. 
we start I, I went to like for most of my education I was like in Catholic private schools and um our our first show was at like I was at a super like the our area was very like Latino there's so there's like a ton of most of the people I went to school with are Mexican and stuff so they would have these things called fiestas and then the show was at a fiesta which is basically a carnival for a school and Brandon was, was we asked him to sing lead in our band and we were called the great rhythm schism <laughs> we learned <laughs> we learned what the great schism was and i was like let's make it a band that's a cool so it's, it, it rhymes with rhythm <laughs> we're very musical <laughs> very good and then uh yeah we just were playing like t- covers like ad nauseum we would just keep repping these covers over and over again and then we fi- the fi- the day finally came and then uh, we got pulled. Our se- the plug got pulled because Brandon said the f word and we got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened at the X Games the year I went with Local H. <laughs> they were singing Who? Hot- Local H. Their Local big- H. Oh my God! What was what was their big what was their big hit on the radio? Oh, uh, I know it? this one. It's like da 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 some It's like Eddie Vedder something. I forget. No, but they um they they were playing uh this other song from the same album I think called High Five and Motherfucker and oh. they were allowed to curse and the only lyrics in that song are just the, every verse yeah. is just you high five and motherfucker so they pulled the the chords on them they they turned off the only oh, electricity geez. and they just started shouting it. <laughs> yeah, oh say copacetic in a song like yeah. How was the X Games? I never. How was that? That was fine. I mean, I was yeah, like we never 13. been to the X Games. Oh really? I, yeah. I think they were all like always in LA, except for the time they were in Philly. <laughs> they probably were. I'm sure they were. It's just that's never something we did. We went to the Warp Tour. Oh, I mean, X Games were free though, which is the only reason I was able to go. Were they oh, free? Really? Shit. No. Yeah. Damn, that's different. I think that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I guess know. your your sister probably wouldn't have wanted to take us, and that's like the only person who would give us rides anywhere. Wait, were you guys like? Did you guys keep in? Like, what was the deal with like your brother and sister AJ, like, and her like boyfriend? <laughs> like, were you guys like all like sort of like like looking up to them, like, and like Dude. hearing on them? Yeah, like, for, sure. for sure, for like, sure. Does Brandon yeah. still have like a piece of his clothes or something? I have. Uh, he I have, he uh... has some. He definitely has. We all like yeah. really, really looked up to. The, like, he was just cool. He showed us like, um, I mean, he had a van and he like. <laughs> <laughs> he he like played he played in bands as well in florida uh the you know the the legendary fort myers scene <laughs> but he yeah he just like he would always he was yeah there you go so. yeah it's um it's it's his it's it's his old city i i made this is a bootleg that i made <laughs> um because like i i couldn't actually get it but um but yeah he, he was like i don't know um we had never seen anybody in person that was like actually making music and stuff you know, like and like and was recording uh and you know like it, it seems kind of banal now but like at the time it was like this this guy's like actually fucking doing the stuff that we read about it's getting cold out cold outside
yeah did you you ever like listen to your guy stuff uh he we jammed with him a lot or he like that like he would be around I don't think I think by the time we started playing, he, maybe he wasn't in the picture so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, I think he he cheated on my sister, and then they broke up, and then yeah, when we were yeah. actually making music, he wasn't around. But he he planted a lot of seeds. He was like, he was the first. He was sort of like the. I don't know. I don't think we. He wasn't like a lame singer songwriter either. You know, he was. He actually like Brandon said, he was probably the archetype for like DIY shit. Like we didn't know that you could just, you can have your own task cam for track and record your own shit. Like we thought, I don't know. We just had a way more naive view of it. At least I did. And then he kind of kicked down the door and showed us like, you can just do shit yourself if you want yeah. to. It was one thing to be like, to like to get it, to be into like hardcore punk from the eighties and stuff. Um, and to be like, Oh, like these guys, like, they started their own record company and they pressed their own records and, and like sent it to slash magazine or whatever. But by the time we were 13, 14, like none of that existed anymore. And like, we didn't know of anybody who was doing it contemporarily because we were not that cool. You know, like it's, it's easy to like get into stuff that's old, but to know like the same stuff that's happening around you now is not super accessible. So he was like really the only one at the time. Um, and uh and yeah i don't I, so i don't think he ever like listened to our shit but jeremy like do you remember when we played that show at she sell cds yeah, by the so there, there was another guy <laughs> so when he came he came when i first moved to florida and like he lived at my parents house with us and uh he brought he brought his friend jeremy with him and he was his drummer and he had like this really ostentatious handlebar mustache and, yeah that was like the first hipster mustache i've ever seen yeah he was too. like yeah i didn't read vice then so i didn't know i didn't know what's going on yeah i remember in high school my friend was like i'm a hipster and i'm like what's that (laughs) it was like a short i read kerouac when we were in high school like there was a short period where it was like you could say that like you could it wasn't like the jaded thing it was like a few years later (laughs) no i got i got called that relentlessly yeah for sure and it was always like a bad thing i didn't think that was I didn't think I was hip. I thought it was horribly uncool and like uh, anxious all the time. I don't know. Maybe I was just so disconnected because like I just didn't really have friends or anything for most of my life. So, <laughs> oh, maybe. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like I always had one friend. And, like we used to refer to it, and like we weren't referring to it negatively. I mean, he was the one that got me into like pavement and stuff, like all the pitchfork stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just we just sort of understood it as like just like what was going on then for like people listening to indie music and yeah. T- yeah that makes sense yeah yeah next thing i knew it was like uh people complaining that people wearing big headphones or hipsters and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the thing if you didn't like if you like if you looked like you liked anything that was like less than five years old like yeah. you were like a piece of shit like elitist like oh yeah go back to your fucking Victrola asshole. Yeah, it was always it Oh yeah. If, if I would be like, hey, I found this song, some guy would come up to me and be like, I knew this band like five years ago. Oh yeah, that's a hipster for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, and you know what? <laughs> my friend, I didn't go to this concert, but one of my friends from college went to Kings of Leon concert, and that was when they were really big. 
Uh-oh. And they go, okay, we here's a song. We know that half of you are only here for the you somebody. The, y'all are the fake fans. And oh, I'm sorry the- for all those millions of dollars and residuals <laughs> that you fuck? get. Oh, Jesus. You dumb fuck brothers. That's some, like a pop band, yeah. too. And they're so like, not they're popular a- now. Like, nobody... No, like, he yeah. did an NFT like a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> and frankly, like you, somebody like you should be so lucky. Otherwise, you could be, they could be more famous for that awful Sex on Fire song. Well, I don't even know what they wow. sound like. Were they like a pop band? <laughs> what? Were they like a pop band? <laughs> yeah, they were like, um, they were like, like sexy Pearl Jam kind of. Yeah, I can't imagine. Why would you spit in the face of the people that has paid for this stupid stage you're standing on? Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Of music, like, the rest of your music was that good. Like, this would be your chance to ingratiate people into the stuff that you like. It's not your fault. You like, you made one hit and a ton of clinkers. Speaking of Iggy Pop, and actually, actually, I Kings of Leon were at a festival I was at. I didn't give a shit. I didn't really know who they were. I didn't give oh. a shit. So I didn't watch them. Or maybe I saw part of them. I don't remember. But Iggy and the Stooges were there too. And speaking of what you just said, AJ, um, Marilyn Manson was on after him. So it was like, all, and it was like 2003. So like, it was like all the antichrist superstar cheerleaders and shit. Like the, like the guys walking around girl, their girlfriends on leashes and everything. And, um, so like they were all up in the front because they were on that, on the same stage after the Stooges. And, uh, at one point Iggy, uh, just was like leaning over the stage and just started asking this one girl questions. I don't know what I forget <laughs> what exactly he was asking her. And then he was just like, "Fuck you! You suck like the music you like." And then he spit on her. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was uh, like yeah. There was a time where that was the worst thing you like you could ever be was somebody with like not good taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now it doesn't matter, I guess. Like, we've all, everybody's just sort of given up on the idea of taste defining you. Yeah, because it's awful. Like, yeah, have you boring. ever tried having good taste? It sucks. Well, especially it's now, fucking like, lame. with Spotify and everything, like, just all music is always available to you. So, like, yeah. like, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, what are you going to define yourself as? Everybody's listening to, like a million micro niche yeah. genres now. It's, I feel yeah. like that's kind of what a lot of the hipster thing was, was like people trying to justify the fact that they like really liked that, like, I don't know, uh, soul Sonic or like, or semi Sonic song at one time. And they were like, like closing time. Oh, geez. and they were like, like no, I like it fucking ironically, but I, I I'm still going to play it incessantly because I also kind of fucking like, like the hipster thing felt like, I don't like this thing, but I also will play it because I secretly like it, but I want to make it to myself. Was that a thing? I don't remember. I guess. Oh, was... dude. Yeah. It was like the whole ironic liking thing. But I, yeah. I didn't remember it being with music. I remember it being with like clothing or something. I don't remember. I never. Oh, remember. no, dude. So like it, it was, it was clothing, but they would have like a fucking, I don't know, like a right said Fred t-shirt or something like that. And but like, why did they all hate know. the Grateful Dead still then? <laughs> What's that? Why did they all hate the Grateful Dead still then? Because the people who, because deadheads are the most sincere people on mm. earth. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't masquerade as that and be like, I, I kind of like, like, no, like it, 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 it destroys the whole veneer. That's interesting. Yeah. I've always wondered about the incessant hatred for the dead um, among like cool people until like the past couple of years for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I guess the sincerity of it. Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, because it's it's I mean it's the hipster hippie dichotomy. Right. <laughs> you know, hipsters hipsters don't like anything too much, and hippies they get way too into shit <laughs> they probably shouldn't be into. So that's great. <laughs> so uh I forget, were you guys did you guys also do noise music together? Were you guys both uh, the Dr. Nihilism or whatever? No, nihilism I do no, that was me and somebody else. Oh no, Brandon, um, Brandon definitely introduced me to to noise and like he was starting to make like prepared guitars, but I think like when he discovered this venue called The Smell is when like Yeah his head exploded and he went super he went yeah. like really so deep all into of you this. listen to noise music? I'm, I, 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 at a time I remember Brent, cause Brent, everything Brandon showed me was like a progression of like, uh, taste and like, I guess like, um, I don't know, different, different levels of, of, uh, obscurity <laughs> and like, just like, like what probably what I should be listening to next or something I should check out. Like he, his recommendations got like, um, more extreme, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, and that I, was... <laughs> I, 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 I kind of went off the deep end a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of noise. I, I started like, I went to noise shows and, and stuff. And like, I, I, I never listened to it on my own, but I would go to events where it was playing and stuff. And I appreciated it. And like Brandon kind of, he showed me record noise records and like different artists that were making noise and, and the certain different philosophies behind it and other people's like pedals and, and instruments that they were making to, to make all this, all these different sounds and stuff. So I have an appreciation for it, but I can't say I'm like a huge, huge yeah. noise fan. That's a lot. That's a lot of what it was though. I think, cause uh, like I got into it because I was going to the smell and like going to what I thought were like punk shows <laughs> and seeing like a noise band there, like, like a noise artist, like open and stuff. So like we went, to, we went to noise shows together a lot, but it it didn't feel. It, it it felt like it didn't feel like that much of a stretch from just going to a punk show. Yeah. Like you know we like we saw like that Thurston Moore like solo set and like the crowd was moving kind of like it was when there was a pit like at a no age show or something like that. It was a different thing of like bringing to your house and like sitting there and listening to it. But, um, <laughs> just. But I think I think that's how we like that's that's kind of like what how we together interacted with noise more like because i mean we, we we saw sonic youth and shit and like we saw like noisy bands and i like i feel like i've seen you guys play with some like noisier artists too yeah it's always peppered in at that venue specifically there was always like um the opening act would be a noise artist or something and then yeah like the the, the headlining act was like a noise punk band or just like there's always some relation to it yeah. but i remember <laughs> i remember we went to some noise night at this this venue and like i was I, you know, I think I just fall asleep like really easily. But dude, it was like six hours. It, man. Like... It, was like, it, was like, it was a fucking six-hour noise show. It was so long. Yeah, that's pretty tedious. Yeah, it's and so I was just standing doing. there, and it's blaring loud. Like yeah. this dude's like he has spoons connected to different like uh, <laughs> like a modular synth, and he's plugging different shit in and ripping shit out. And I'm like standing there falling asleep, yeah. and I thinking about it now it makes me laugh because it's so fucking loud and so like raucous and just it's like a cacophony of yeah like, but it crazy. wasn't like it wasn't like we were going to see health or something like that we're like we were moving constantly like, we were just kind of standing there 
<laughs> like yeah. just sort of waiting. <laughs> For sure. And it was packed. That was like that was a packed fucking show. But AJ, yeah. uh, we stopped we stopped playing together uh after that, after Octasub, right? But you you had you had your own band. Yeah, I kept branching out. Like, there's always a need for a drummer, you know? Like, people always, oh, okay. they're starting projects, and they're like, you, who plays drums? <laughs> All that shit. Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about that, man. Let's talk about, um, uh, it was first Bear Flag Republic, right? Yeah, <laughs> that name. Not yeah, a, yeah, we, we, were, we were that. And then, um, and yeah, the ground I mean, dancer. yeah, it was always, like, different iterations of, like, friends that I went to school with, so... I think the the bands I was in with Brandon were like more of a. We're Fugazi ripoffs. We're post hardcore. Yeah, cats, yeah, yeah, definitely. And we were listening to a ton of like at the drive-in Mars Volta type stuff, and we were literally trying to be a band from El Paso. You know, like we were just trying yeah. to play as much like uh, I don't know prog, proggy punk shit. Um, and then uh, when I went to high school, I met a bunch of guys and. They were super into, uh, I don't know, it was a pretty eclectic taste. Like, they, some dudes loved. Uh, you can pot. name names here. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, a huge one for us was, like, Grizzly Bear. Grizzly Bear was, like, yeah. a template for us. Was this, like, was that, like, you, Jesus? Uh, yeah. Who was uh, into that one? Like, Keith? Yeah, a guy named Keith Hernandez and then Anthony Crespo. And then, uh, just, like high school friends but we we were playing a lot um around la and just like house shows like we could never get out of like the house house show circuit you know like we were like i remember getting together and we're just like when can we when are we gonna play like a venue you know what i mean like when yeah you know, at a certain point we're just like it, yeah we never escaped the the house show circuit but yeah it was we were super into uh just like indie experimental shit. I mean, every like our pianist was like classically trained, and he was super into Debussy and um, I don't know Bill Evans and stuff, and just like classical pianists. And then uh, our lead singer was um, super into like um, uh, more I don't know everything from Bob Dylan to like. Uh, fuck patty smith and shit like he had more of a poets yeah, he's also he's big also a big banda dude right yeah he loves that like um he, i remember him he was super into gold gold bordello and shit yeah he liked yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then our guitarist was super into uh fuck marlo liked m83 and like a lot of like pretty sounding shit hmm. so it was like a weird mix of of taste and then yeah um you guys you guys sounded pretty
was yeah, like it was always very, pretty. It was always about yeah. being pretty. Yeah, you're like a more to me more like a more interesting like explosions in the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I we like boring. Yeah, <laughs> like, seeing, like, yeah. yeah, you were like you were like a little bit more angular. Like you appreciated like weirder time signatures and stuff. Like it wasn't just like build just, up and fall down. Yeah, clench and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we when we play shows though, we were so anxious about like small talk that we would always bridge every song together so that like we would our lead singer had such anxiety about talking to the crowd because he was he was so embarrassed to like make a fool of himself and like usually the band would just erupt in laughter because he was just he's hilarious naturally but just seeing how awkward he was with people it was so we wouldn't jesus is hot though so he can just stand there it's like (laughs) he's a hot dude but like we would we would always construct these sets where we never had to talk to the crowd like we would just yeah i mean that's always always the worst part is like when bands just stop for like five minutes and just like stick around <laughs> on their tuning and drink water and like right. like yeah. nobody wants that shit. Like yeah, they're trying so to like better. start their like try out like jokes that they wrote for their fucking yeah. Stand-up. That's like one of the things I loved about jam bands when I was actually in that scene, even though I didn't like a lot of the music honestly. But like I liked that like this they just didn't stop. Like they would just go from song to song because like otherwise I'm just like suddenly hot and achy and I'm just tired and like. <laughs> Um, did you think that music was going to be your thing though? Is that, Oh was- yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I, I remember that being, I always had this metric cause like I was, I was like young to be playing drums and I was somewhat <laughs> adequate at it. And then I, I had like, I was like, Oh, like John Theodore of the Mars Volta was this age when he was like <laughs> recording this album. Like I got to do that by that time. So I had a very, like, uh, I had this structure, like this checklist of like, Billy Cobham was doing this at this age or whoever the fuck, right. like there was always someone that I was trying to follow. And then I remember getting to a certain age and being like, I don't think that's realistic. Like these guys are so fucking good and so connected and talented. I mean, I still uh, do that. I still think like, well, like fucking uh, Alan Vega was like, <laughs> like yeah, uh, you, find, you find the oldest people possible. <laughs> Dangerfield was like 50 something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman started his career at like 65 or whatever. Yeah. The, the dad from Frasier started acting in, in a local theater in his thirties. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So Apparently that guy was like a classically trained actor to just go play like the, the dumb, correct buffoon of the show. I mean, I'd fucking, if I had that background, I would do it too. Just like make yeah. money, like fuck it. Like, I don't want to like work in an oh, office. You do Shakespeare, fuck that bullshit. Nobody cares well, about that. That's hard. Like, yeah. That doesn't win you an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't get you residues, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a good fucking point. public domain. That's definitely, I don't know if you thought that, Brandon, but I, I remember like that was a dream to like be in a touring band and just like make that your life to play music. Yeah, uh, that was a dream. I was also like, it, I was also incredibly depressed. As a kid. <laughs> so like, uh, I actually like one of our, one of our tryouts for a, a uh, battle of the bands. I didn't make it because I was in the mental institution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you guys had to change the song because you couldn't play my part so you changed the song and we kept it like that it was better it was better that way so you're welcome but anyway um (laughs) we should should have like told people that like that's so much cred to have like yeah that's that's a great right yeah that's a great stage banter i do do think i think i wore my hospital bracelets when we like at the show though i think i i think i still have them on but anyway um yeah that was like that was a dream but uh 
I didn't, ex I, I wasn't planning on a, like a life of it. I think I just wanted to be like, I wanted to do that punk rock thing where it was like, you know, God, we're like, we're in a van, we're going on tour and like, we, we, and we did enough. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is like, we're fucking, we're living it or whatever. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I do remember doing that thing where I was like, oh man, like these, like these kids were this, this old when this album came out like yeah, yeah. and like and try to measure it which is kind of hard to do when you're like into punk because everybody does everything when they're like fucking 14 and shit it's very mm -hmm. weird like mm -hmm. i remember for the longest time i took solace in the fact that kim gordon was like 30 when she started sonic youth i was like that's on the really? greatest bands of all time like so i can do that and then i turned 30 i was like i gotta stop thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> well alan vega he was still like 34 like i was saying like <laughs> That's true. That's 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 true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm about to turn 35, so I can't latch on. Yeah, to I know. Like that's, it's not. There needs to be like an old people, like a dedicated old people circuit, so I can like keep living, like looking up to it. I mean, we might become that at our, like our age group, the millennials, because like fucking the boomers are still touring. That's true. Yeah. Like, who are they competing against? Like, there was nobody touring like them before them, and now they're yeah. And now it's just cover bands of them that are. They in, were talking in about bands that actually like book stadiums, like for our age group. And I think the saddest example was the one that still like books stadiums like crazy is the Killers. Really? Wow! They I thought you were gonna say Kings of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> they wish they wish they had that like lasting Killers power. Like mm. I, you can still turn on a radio station and they'll be playing Mr. Brightside. Is there, yeah. is you know, there a you know, band that plays the, the Killers? Are they Apparently. millennials? Are they are are they themselves millennials? Yeah, how yeah. old are these people? Let's oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know if there's any millennial bands. I mean, maybe Arcade Fire. They might be around our age. Are they really? No way. They might be like forty-two. I fucking hope so. They fucking better be. Yeah. I don't want to be the same age as Arcade Fire. That sounds ancient. <laughs> Trying to think of a millennial band. Yeah, I mean, I can't think. I mean, they're in their forties. Forty-one. Yeah. I don't think there's any bands in their thirties playing stadiums. No. Like that's it. Dogs. That's gonna be like an old. Yeah, you can play a stadium if you're like if you're at a festival with like forty other fucking people. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I just I don't know. Like, I just don't know where there's I especially with streaming now, like that of like all of history is just flat now <laughs> like all like uh kate bush is the number one song in the country <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before that uh fleetwood back like just time doesn't matter anymore so i can't imagine like i can't imagine a scenario where a band of people in their 30s is going to get that big like to be like the new pearl jam or something <laughs> yeah how did you guys all meet you guys all met in indiana um, I met Rob in India. Yeah, I I met Rob on Twitter. Yeah, oh, was that cool. while you were living in Indiana? It was. That's when I started the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's this this so this whole our this whole dynamic is a fucking Hoosier. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a little homework. I was doing. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have your shit in there. I know. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, that was um, the webcam dominatrix um, who did watercolors of her clients. So sick. Yeah. Velvet Lavalette. 
yeah there was a girl that i was friends with when um that she still follows me on twitter but she has an OnlyFans, and she charges money to draw people's dicks and i think she gets more with that than she does like pictures that's probably not a bad idea yeah like i I think that could be a business for beyond and like for and she adds on extras like like if you like if you pay like a lot i think that she'll like draw it on the computer while like talking to you show you that like you know zoom show you that what she's doing (laughs) so the the dudes are into the idea that they can share their penis and then she's spending time with it drawing it yeah that the so i had an only fans for a while and it was like a it was a stupid one it was like a I called it what was it called like the three-way let's have a three-way because I'm polyamorous but it was not a sex one it was a cooking one and (laughs) I did and I made each recipe three ways I would make a vegan version a gluten-free version and then I would make the regular version and it got to be too much work that's a lot of work but like I got sent dick pics on social media but on fans and uh on my fet life profile that I have never there's no filter for that like they just anyone can no send I mean you, they they blur pictures automatically okay. on OnlyFans, but on fet life there's literally no rules I like I can't like like if the if conservatives were slightly edgier, they would have a blast on FetLife. <laughs> but like people, like people say what they want. Like I um. Oh, it's like they're they're retruthing and across the line before, and like don't really go to that website because it's scary. <laughs> I've I go to it and I've sent them screenshots of my FetLife messages, like the ones from the cop. It's like, do you remember the cops that are like, I'm a, I'm a sadist and I want, and I'm cheating on my wife. Da, da, yeah. da, da. I'm real shocked. Yeah. You could have said I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fascinating. I'd yeah. love to spend some time seeing some fat life messages. Speaking of, let's going back to, um, why are you going, going back to this? On us? Yeah, here's a. I have a bunch of AJ's artwork. Here's yeah. a thing that he made for me for a protest. Blue by day. <laughs> do you do commission pieces? Yeah, occasion, occasion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, the internet kind of glitched. Yeah, I do, but um, I've been super swamped with like my contract work yeah. right now, so. I, I would love to. Like, it's fun to do, and people are so enthusiastic. And it's been, yeah, I'll definitely maybe open up commissions once I finish this book project I'm working on. But has Brandon told you about his project? His, his, uh, he doesn't like talking about it on no the podcast. shit. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't, yeah, we can, we can talk about it. I mean, since you're, I mean, it's, it's our project. And since you're already talking about it in, uh, like at, at panels and stuff, yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I, I have a publisher in, in Britain that uh, they normally do like, I mean, they started off, they're called No Brow. If you guys have seen them, they, they, they do like these beautiful lithography books and like comic anthologies and a lot of young adult books. A book that I published with them when I was first out of art school uh, came out and then they were kind of wanting me to do another one. And I was like, 
there's someone like way smarter, way cooler, and that would and a, a brilliant writer that I think needs needs to be out there. So I like really pitched hard for them to to have Brandon write the book, and I would just draw it. And uh, yeah, so like that's sort of it's kind of cool because like this this zine that we've been doing for a long time. How like Rob, I kind of know you peripherally, and right. um, it's cool to see it materialize in this somewhat like professional sense where we we're going to be published together and all this stuff but it's it's kind of like the culmination of our collaboration since like we lived across the street from another one another when we were kids and it's kind of about that too so it's kind of cool to to see it all come together full circle if you can <clears throat> if you can move into a neighborhood and ride the cocktails of your neighbor <laughs> oh sorry my my internet is getting bad apparently i don't know why um so I'm sorry if I missed something in this recording. No, it's all good. Okay, but uh, yeah. So, uh, actually, I don't know what else, what to ask really. I mean, I think it's cool that you guys are doing that. I'm excited to see what happens with it. Me too. Um, when do you guys think that'll be done? About a year, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think, I think so. they're they're pushing for like a 2024 release, um, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the book you're working on now? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like I'm. Uh, I was commissioned by a publisher to illustrate this book, but uh, it's written by someone else. So I'm. It's sort of a collaboration. Is that like what, mostly what, what you do now? Kind of. I mean, I I'm realizing that I. I think I. Like with, working with Brandon is going to be a blast you know because we trust each other and it's like we've worked together before and mm-hmm. um but i've learned that like i think i'd rather just write shit and, and illustrate it myself like make comics on my own and kind of just because in this instance it's been um kind of a struggle it's like it's like the never-ending project but long story short it's about like um it's about censorship it's like a young adult novel graphic novel about um the banning of Persepolis in the Chicago public school district. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, it was banned. And then all these students rallied and the book explores the inner lives of these high school students that are like fighting for their right to read. And it's like kind of eerily echoing what's happening now. And yeah. what's been do you happening want to hear something ironic is that I just did a, I do my main day job is writing like, like uh listicle type content. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did a newsier piece about like books that were banned in 2002. Oh, wow. And Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, was like, We are going to, oh, see what Florida and Texas are banning all these books? Chicago's different. We're a book sanctuary city. <laughs> and so it's really wow. funny to hear that. I mean, maybe things are different now, hopefully. Chicago's um, like one of the most racially segregated cities in the country. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the book that I'm working on, it happened like a decade after your your article. So I think things have changed and it's still changing and you know, books are getting banned left and right all over the place. It's really scary. Yeah. I read the uh I looked at like I the list that I did of like the top fifty that were that were banned like this previous school year. I would say all but like two or three were about black people or LGBTQ people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or Jews because mouse too. <laughs> what? Yeah, mouse. 
Yeah, mouse is the weirdest been. one that was banned was Jonathan Saffron Foyer's like incredible. What is it? Extremely close and incredibly loud or whatever. Oh, it's why? Called. Really? That's what he was like right in the middle too. It wasn't like one of like the stragglers from the end. And I'm like, why is this book banned? Wow. I, yeah. I thought that was just like saccharin pro America nonsense. Like lots of graphic <laughs> novels too. You would be yeah. surprised. Huh. Does um do all these bannings have any effect on how you approach your work? Like, are you looking to do more of the controversy, or are you like trying to stay away from it to maintain a career, or are you doing any no. advocacy? Um, I I'm pretty sure this book that I'm working on now is will be banned. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I don't, but I I I. It's interesting. I went to like this this uh Philist- Filipino book festival recently, and like these two authors I was on a panel with, like their books are banned in the Philippines because they, they address like the Duterte like regime. And they, they talk about shit that the Philippine government doesn't want out in the open. So it's crazy to, to see, you know, you know, writing books and and drawing pictures or comic, whatever. It, It all seems kind of, it doesn't seem dangerous, but it is actually, pretty subversive at the, right now but for me i don't i don't i would love to be banned <laughs> like i don't i don't i really don't i'd rather because i think i don't know if publishers are thinking that way uh affecting the bottom line and all that shit but at least the publishers i've worked with i don't i don't know if that's like if they're they're planning to pre-censor their shit you know i think i think people are i'd like to think that they're uh actively fighting to combat that kind of stuff but i mean it's it's one of those weird things where like these books get so much more attention suddenly because of being banned yeah and they get sold they sell out yeah (laughs) they they, their sales go up after the fact yes i imagine it's a really complicated sort of thing to approach as a publisher it's like yeah like do we like I don't like yeah I mean because it's it's good for business but also kind of bad maybe and it's yeah, also yeah, yeah. bad for people that it happens like I feel like yeah. the sweet spot is to, like to not get banned but to drum up enough controversy where there are calls for banning because <laughs> then it's like you know you you fucking yeah you fucking clear the shells up yeah um it's been about an hour if you guys have anything else you want to bring up or ask. Damn, that went by so fast. I I, yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan of y'all, and like oh. I listened. I listened to the um, uh, Mickey Reese episode. <laughs> so it was great. Oh man, we were. I was just so nicely for the one that he didn't show up to. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I know. I wore my Elvis shirt and everything. My computer's freezing really bad. <laughs> Learning more about Brandon. I I have just like this vibe that he's like so fucking like like very alternative and cool so like and like you being here confirms that like also his friends and the people he works with are alternative and cool (laughs) and i'm just like i'm just like a a mom so well no i mean that is that is true the people that i work with is is cool are like and and no are cool as hell like i am i am a shallow grave i'm not another (laughs) but no, you guys are all cool i've listened to the i've listened i'm a fan like you guys are cool like i i'm like I can't I want to hear more stuff like I was I spent a lot of time just uh listen going in the back catalog undressing underground so it's 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 sick to talk to oh, you guys and hope thank you. talk more but yeah it went by so fucking fast yeah. like uh it was, I was laughing too because I think at the end of one episode I think it was about your grandma uh 
Jen, Jen, <laughs> like, and then you're like, Brandon, you want to add anything? <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. You're like, you're like, how's your family? And Brandon's like, nope. I'm, I'm not going to say Oh, yeah, because me and, me and Brandon, or me and, me and Rob are shit-talking our families and, like, being strange from our yeah. families. And Brandon's like, I, I felt bad. I was like, it was, like, such, like, a two-sided conversation. I was like, I wonder if Brandon had anything to add. Nah, I don't, nope. don't feel bad, but he's, yeah, he's, I was laughing at that. I gotta stop the recording. My connection's really bad. That went by so fucking fast. I'm really excited to just like talk about.